Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome everybody. Just kicking off here. Glory to God. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to Wednesday's live at noon. Amen. Just handling, uh, waiting on uh, some folks to join us and kicking up today. Today we're going to talk about wisdom assumptions and three ways to avoid deadly direction. Hey Paul, hey Natalie, good afternoon to you. Hope you are doing great. And uh, let's see here. Glory to God. Welcome. Is everybody having a good day? I hope so. Let's see. Trying to pull this up. Good afternoon. I was trying to work on something and really give y'all a treat in one way, and it just didn't work. <laughs> so anyway, I'll get it figured out. I wanted to show you something. Hey, uh, Johnny, good afternoon to you. And uh, anybody who's logging on or if you're watching this later, go ahead and uh, share it. And um, there'll be people that definitely will be blessed by hearing this. So uh, we just welcome you today. Hey, Jade, good to see you. Hope you're having a good day. And uh, anyway, you, I liked your uh, verse that you sent me uh, earlier. That was great. Praise God. So amen. Let's see here. Hello. Watching comments here on the side as well. Miss Barrett, hello. How are you? Hope you're doing good. Let me go ahead and, uh, oh, somebody's, ah, uh, hello. I was like, who is that? Hello, we're here. Hello, my wife. She's out of town today, but good to see you. I'm glad you're able to join. Uh, will you share it, please, for me? I appreciate that. And uh, we welcome you. Welcome you, welcome you. Hello. Ah, there we go. Maybe maybe that was Barrett falling in on the other account. But anyway, we just welcome you. We're going to give people a couple more uh, minutes to get uh, online here and uh, want to take a look at a few things. Have you ever wanted wisdom from God and it just uh, uh, seemed to be eluding you? Or it seems like, man, am I sure I heard that right? I really need to hear God right. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So, hey, Miss Natalie. Hey, Willa. And... Uh, Oh, it was Barrett. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> anyway, she'll see it later on. Hey, Miss Willa, good to see you. We just praise God for you. Amen. It's going to be a good day. You're going to like this. This is going to be one, one you want to share, uh, something that uh, your friends will probably thank you for uh, if they have any uh, esteem for the things of God at all. And uh, we just praise God for you and uh, praise God for what he's going to do through this broadcast today. I will tell you that we are uh, on the verge of uh, getting a new um, podcast up where there'll be two podcasts coming out each week and getting on the verge of having a, a new website out. The website will be whatsright.com. Uh, Barrett, if you want to tap that, uh, type that out and uh, tap those keys out on there. Or I can do it, actually, maybe. Well, I'm going to leave it alone. I'll let you do it. Anyway, whatsright.com. Right is W-R-I-G-H-T. And uh, it'll be whatsright.com. We're going to have a lot of content, basically getting a lot of information into you. Thank you, Barrett. That's awesome. Let's see if I can pin that. There we go. So that will be uh, where we that will be where we put out the content, 
and uh, you'll have the podcast that'll be there, the live broadcast. Uh, we'll try to get them up on there as well so that there'll be lots of content and there'll be a place to connect uh, with Connection Show as well. So, uh, hey, Miss Holly, good to see you. Um, one of the things that... Um, one of the things that we're going to be talking about today is assumptions that we make when we're seeking wisdom from God. And when we have those assumptions, uh, what do they do? How should we how should we respond to the Lord or draw on the Lord? How can we hear clearly? And uh, we're really talking about how to be led by God. And when we're led by God, this is so very important. Uh, when we're led by God, then we get on his plan. God becomes the builder. Well, I'm going to go into some major detail on this, not today. I'm going to give you some really some basics today that are very important. And there's some things a lot of people don't know. But I'm going to do a podcast in detail, uh, maybe two podcasts, because uh, it I've laid out like 13 different major keys to be led, how to be led, how to uh, know that it's from God, how to make sure that you're not adding something to it. So when those podcasts come out, I think that you will uh, really uh, benefit from that and enjoy seeing that. So go ahead and uh, share the broadcast, and uh, we'll go ahead and jump right in here. So. Uh, one of the things that we want to look at today is wisdom assumptions. Have you ever, uh, have you ever been seeking from God wisdom and did not know for sure uh, whether or not you were hearing from him, didn't know how to hear from him? Uh, how about just staying sharp at it? Maybe you've heard from the Lord one time and you thought, that was great. That was awesome. I want to hear from him like that all the time. You know, uh, I want to talk about how we do that and we aren't moved off of that. Uh, that would be a great thing. And uh, so I want to give you three uh, keys or three ways to avoid deadly direction because the truth of the matter is if we are not hearing from God, uh, his word is life. His word is life to us. And so if we're not hearing from God, there's a good chance that we're moving away from life and towards death uh, in some area. It could be death in our finances. It could be death in our health, death in our relationships. So we need to be in tune with the Lord all the time. And I want to give you those three ways to avoid that deadly direction today. So um, one of the things we want to look at is those wisdom assumptions. The first thing is, uh, if you look in, let's go to um, let's go to Mark or excuse me, Matthew chapter four. Matthew chapter four. And when you see this, Matthew chapter four and verse four, it says this. But he answered and said, "It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word." that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Uh, one of the greatest things that you can uh, figure out is that when I hear from the voice of God, when I hear the word of God, then I can know, I can know uh, that God has... Uh, in store for me great plans, and I can be in those great plans. I can have life and have it to the full till it overflows, but I've got to hear from the word of God. I can't sit there and just go through life and bulldoze through life and think that everything's going to work out. I've got to humble myself to his word. But when, uh, when 
Jesus talks about life, you have to understand that when you go into John 10.10, you really see a picture of that. The picture of his life is the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we know already that Jesus is not the thief. He's leading us in the opposite direction of that. So if he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, then God's bringing us everything opposite of stealing, opposite of killing, opposite of destruction in our life. That's what he wants to bring to us. And then he goes on to say and define it simply like this but I come to give you life, right? And then he goes on to give you even more of a definition that says life to the full till it overflows. The Amplified draws that out. To the full till it overflows. So in that life that he's bringing, anytime God talks about wanting to get life into you, he's talking about bringing a fullness, bringing an overflow, bringing everything. And I don't know about you, but have you ever wondered, uh, man, is this the fullness that I'm living? Is this really where I'm supposed to be? Is this everything that I'm called uh, to do? It feels like like there's more. And I think most everybody experiences that on some level because uh, we are not living in the fullness that he designed. Matter of fact, I think it's a very good chance that we're living very mediocre compared to what God has made available to us. And so in order to do that, we have to have the word. We have to have the word of God. When the Lord, when we receive his word, all of a sudden, life is given the opportunity to spring up inside of us and life will overflow us. And then all of a sudden, you're talking about being healed, being delivered. You're talking about all these things that are happening because God is bringing the fullness of his life in us. Hey, Miss Priscilla. And uh, so as people are coming on, go ahead and share it. I want to share a story with you right now. So not too long ago, uh, not too long ago, Nicole and I were driving somewhere and uh, we were following our GPS app. And on the GPS app, uh, basically, uh, the GPS says, okay, I want you to go this way. And so we, we look at that way and I'm thinking, you know what? That's not the quickest way to where we need to go. And then I said, you know what? Not only is it not the quickest way, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that I read that there was going to be major construction that way. That road's going to be completely out. Why would it take us this way? I'm not listening to that GPS app. I'm I'm going I'm going to go the way I know to go, the way that's quicker and everything else. Well, sure enough, uh, inside of me, I had this little bitty check, like, no, nah, listen to the GPS. Well, if our GPS just showed us a map, then that'd be one thing. But this particular app it actually takes traffic into consideration too. And you can probably figure out what happened. It was routing us around a traffic problem. And all of a sudden, uh, we we turn that way. We go the way I know to go. And sure enough, like half a mile down the road, it's bumper to bumper traffic. And now we're late. And I went, oh my gracious, I wish I would have listened, right? Because I had the word, but then I threw my assumptions in. I threw what I thought I knew. I threw in the ways that I went last time. And when I did that, when I assumed, all of a sudden I found out I am I was really messed up. Well, I see as a pastor people doing that with God all the time. But what we need is we need that word of life. We need that direction in our life. And the direction of God will take us to life. But if we're not here in his direction, it'll take us to death. It'll be a deadly direction for us. It'll it'll bring shortness. It'll bring lack. It'll, it'll pull those things 
things down in our life. We've got to make sure that we are hearing clearly from God and we're moving on the road where he wants us to go. So one of the ways to do that is, first of all, the first way is just ask. Just ask. Hey, Ashley, good to see you. Um, the first thing in avoiding deadly direction is to ask the Lord. Let's go over to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And... Let's look at verse 5. Now, it talks about, before verse 5, it's, it starts talking about the fact that we need to make sure uh, that we, uh, you know, we're going to run into problems and issues in this life, or let's call it what the Bible says, persecutions. We're going to run into those things, but we need to make sure uh, that if we'll listen to the Lord, he'll show us how to navigate that. He'll show us how to move through that and get exactly where we need to go. So he's saying, look, uh, you may run into problems, but consider it joy. And basically what he's getting at, paraphrased, is I'm going to take you through. But a key to going through those problems, a key to going through those persecutions and having an easier light is we've got to hear the word of the Lord. We've got to hear his wisdom. So in order to hear his wisdom, one of the things we have to do right off is just ask. Now, as a pastor, uh, I've seen this so many times where people, they just assume that they know what to do. Uh, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. I've been told all my life the, you know, to go to school, get a good education, and then get a good job and, and uh, things like that. Well, did, do you know that God sent you to get the higher education? Do you know that? Because there are other pathways that God can take you on. Now, uh, some people are like, yay, amen, and then I can sense it. Other people will be like, oh my gosh, is he telling us not to go to college? You know, maybe. It, you know, who says, I don't, you know, there's not a scripture in here that says you enlist your name and tells you you're supposed to go to college uh, this time. So I'm not saying that you're not supposed to, but I'm not saying that you are supposed to either. We've got to step back and ask and not make assumptions on the wisdom that God has for us. Because here's the thing, God sees the big picture. We don't see the big picture. We see through a glass darkly, but we can access the one who sees the big picture. We can access the one who has the greatest plans for your life. And so, but in order to do that, we must humble ourselves and ask. If we don't ask, there's no promise that God's just going to pour it into us without us humbling ourselves. We must ask. As a pastor, I've seen it years and years and years uh, where people have gone and they're just moving through life and they never even ask God. But let's read what it says here. It says, but if any of you lacks wisdom. Now, is this just in big areas? This is lacking wisdom in whatever area it is. It doesn't matter if it's big or little. makes no difference whatsoever. It makes no difference. If you lack wisdom on any level, in anything, we can ask God because we've got a God who loves us. He cares about us. Listen, I ask, this is the funniest thing. Every single day when I wake up, I'm actually you know, leaving myself open. And I will literally ask the Lord, hey, Lord, what you want me to wear today? Even today, I wore, I wore this shirt, you know, I wear this watch. Why? Because I'm seeking in the Holy Spirit, what would you have me uh, to wear? I believe, and I've seen this happen so many times, 
times where the watch that I wear that day sparks a conversation and then that person comes to the Lord simply because of a watch I wear. Or I wear something and it and it gives me a testimony that I can give about God and it raises somebody's faith. So many times we're not really believing that God wants to be that involved in our life. We assume that it's not available and because we assume uh, we don't walk into the fullness of life that God actually has planned for us. But if we will ask, he'll give it to us. So if any of you lacks wisdom, and again, on any level, small, big, whatever, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach. He gives to all wisdom generously. He gives wisdom to all generously and without reproach or without rebuke. Like he's not going to get on to you because you ask him for wisdom. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to partner with him so that you can have the fullness of life and be who God's called you to be and not live mediocre, but live in abundance, an abundance for every good work. But we have to ask. We don't just assume. Let If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach. And God makes you this promise. It will be given. Wisdom will be given. Now, so the first thing is ask, ask for wisdom. Um, I can tell you, I, I don't think that I can uh, relay this strong enough Many people would sit there and amen me and agree with me that we need to ask God for wisdom, and yet I could give you time after time after time after time after time where people that would amen me on this subject have not asked God for wisdom. You know, it's it's kind of like this. If we had, you know, a uh, million dollars in the bank, and yet we never used our check or our debit card, we never used that money, we would say that that person that didn't use it was crazy. We would say that that person has lost their mind, like, uh, you know, sitting at home starving with the heat turned off, and then somebody says, hey, do you, do you need money? Oh, no, I got a hundred, you know, or I got a million in the bank. What? What? You got a hundred million in the bank. Why are you sitting in the cold? Why are you starving? Use it. Well, it's the same way. You have a wealth of the life of God by his word in his wisdom that he longs to pour out to you, to you. And uh, he's sitting there saying, if you'll ask me, I'll give it. I won't, I won't get on to you for asking. I'll give it, I'll give it generously. I want you to ask. <laughs> I want you to ask. And so in that, in that way, he's saying, look, I want to give you this wisdom. I want to give it to you, but you got to ask. And see, a lot of people, they're sitting there like, well, if God wants me to know, he'll tell me. That's not what the word says. That's not what it's telling us. It says for us to ask. It says for us to humble ourselves to the Lord. And then we know that But when we humble ourselves, grace and greater grace will be given. I need grace in my life. I don't know about you, but I need it a lot. In order to have it, then I've got to humble myself to God and his ways. I've got to ask. I've got to ask him for his wisdom. 
a lot of times I've found that more mature believers will ask God for his wisdom on the big things, but they don't ask him on the little things. And what they don't realize is that God really cares so much about your life. He even knows the number of the hairs on your head. If he cares about the number of the hairs on your head, then he cares about the small decisions and the big. Uh, to me, it shows even a greater love when he's so concerned about our life that he's, he's looking uh, to give us wisdom in every area of our life. He wants to be involved in even the small things. I love that about his love. I love that about his grace that he wants to pour out in me. Oh, how blessed do I feel about God's love that he wants to be involved in the small areas. So anyway, uh, as we go on, uh, we welcome you to the broadcast. Uh, we are in point number one, three ways to avoid deadly direction. Uh, just ask wisdom from God. Just ask. Ask in the big and the small. If you're just joining us, uh, share the broadcast. Definitely go back and see some of the other portions of it. And now let, let's move on into the rest of this point and uh, the second and third points. So one of the things that you see here is you see that when people start to ask, God's going to give it to them. Now, the next thing, the next verse is very important because I think this verse eludes a lot of people. People will pull this verse out when they're teaching and preaching on faith, but they don't apply it to the context many times that it was given in. The very next verse, verse 6, says this, But he must ask in faith, without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to think, uh, that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So uh, one of the things that we need to do is, point number one is just ask, but there's some inclusion on that. Just ask and believe and receive God's wisdom. Just ask believe and receive God's wisdom. Hey, Pastor Tim, good to see you. I hope you had a good vacation. It looked like it was awesome, the pictures I saw. Welcome. So uh, in um, receiving the wisdom of God, one of the things that we want to do is point number one, just ask, believe that you'll receive that wisdom and receive it. You want three parts there. Ask, believe, and receive the wisdom of God. Ask, believe and receive the wisdom of God. So many people are not asking God for wisdom when he can give you the very word uh, that will bring life and life to the full in you. Uh, many people will, will not ask, but then when they do ask, they really don't believe. He shows us right here in context, in, in uh, verse number six, he shows us in context that if ever there was a place that we can believe God, it's in wisdom. This is where he says, but let him ask in faith and not doubting, not being double-minded. So if ever there was a subject and something that we know, that we know, that we know God's going to give it to us, it's wisdom. It's the leading of God. It is his wisdom. So we need to believe that he's going to bring it. Amen. Many times what happens is people will ask wisdom of God and then uh, the calendar date will turn, you know, boop, 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 and the calendar's passing. And all of a sudden they, they've got to have an answer by Friday and it gets to Thursday and they are just flipping out. I mean, they, they are flipping out because I don't have an answer yet. 
So you got to ask yourself this question. Does God love me? Did he tell me that he would give wisdom? Does he care enough? Uh, does he know everything? Is he omnipotent? Uh, uh, or excuse me, omniscient. Does he know everything? Does he know that I needed to know something by Friday? Here's the question. Does he know something that I don't know? Is there a reason why I haven't heard the wisdom? In other words, if now I'll, I'll talk about one of the reasons why a little bit later. It'll be point number three, why we might not hear. However, one of the things that we got to say is if I'm doing the right things and I've asked God, he's going to bring that wisdom. And if he has, if I haven't heard his answer yet, then uh, either he hasn't spoken or it's not time for me to hear the answer or I don't need to hear the answer because when I need it, he'll give it. He promises me wisdom. And this is what I found is that most people don't know uh, or truly believe that he loves us enough to get the wisdom to us when we need it. And so they go ahead and make a decision based off of worldly logic instead of trusting God. Ask and believe that I will receive wisdom. And they'll move. So Friday, I got to know something by Friday. Well, here's the question. Who said you have to know something by Friday? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe uh, maybe you didn't have to know something by Friday, and God knows it because he sees the big picture. So sometimes people don't believe that God sees really everything that's going on. They think they see more than God does, so I'm going to make a decision. No, if he hasn't given you the wisdom yet, you don't have to have that decision yet. Um, here's the other thing. They think that uh, God it won't get big enough. He's not merciful. Guess what? If I'm I'm found now, I'm not going to openly rebel against God and believe that I'm going to receive anything. But let's say I'm making an honest mistake, like I I'm not trying to miss it, but I've missed it somehow. Uh, listen, my God is merciful. The Lord is merciful towards you, and He'll get louder. Is God big enough to see the big picture? Yes. Does He love you enough to care? that you make the right decision? Yes. Is he big enough to get louder to you? You know, I've had this multiple times where somebody's missing it in their life. God wakes me up in the middle of the night, somebody that's going to boomerang, and he says, hey, you need to tell them this, boom, 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 and he'll give me that wisdom. God is merciful, and he's big enough to get louder in your life. Put some faith in it. Put some faith in. If I hadn't heard from him, it might just be because he hasn't spoken yet. And if he hadn't spoken yet, then I don't need to make a decision on it. I need to trust him no matter how many calendar days turn. I need to trust him and not just assume that I've got to make a decision if I hadn't heard anything. I ask God for wisdom. He says that he will give it to me. And he tells me about wisdom to not doubt him and be blown Around. So now look at this. Imagine if somebody asked God for wisdom, but they don't hear it the way they think that they should be hearing it. Imagine, you know, that way. And so the date comes up and they say, I got to make a decision. And they make a logical decision. It doesn't have the life of God on it. It's not God's wisdom. And all of a sudden that's messed up. And now they're blown around to the left and the right, just like a wave of the sea, because they're moving on logic and they're not moving on the wisdom of God. Now, the other part of it is, you know, we have to ask for wisdom. We have to believe for that wisdom and we have to receive that wisdom. In other words, I've got to be open to hear uh, what the Lord wants to get me. I've got to say, all right, Lord, I received that to walk in it. So three ways to avoid deadly direction. Number one, ask, believe, and receive the wisdom of God. Uh, number two is this. 
Number two is don't assume. Don't assume. What do I mean by that? Let's go uh, into Proverbs. Proverbs chapter three. And let's start with verse five. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. So point number two is don't assume that you know the wisdom of God. Uh, let's look at this and then I'll explain it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. Now hear that. This is, this is the wisdom of God. Do not assume that you know the wisdom already. Do not lean to your own understanding. Do you understand that the world has taught us a certain way of thinking, a certain way of operating? Do you know that the world has taught us a certain way of approaching things? But God's ways are different from man's ways. And so one of the traps that we can get into is we can assume that we know what we should do. Let's keep on reading. Uh, verse 6, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. In all your ways, acknowledge him, not my past, not what's worked for me before. In all my ways, acknowledge him. Verse seven, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord or esteem the Lord, reverence the Lord and turn away from evil. In other words, if I constantly look at my own logic and I'm living by that, it's a place of evil for me if I'm not drawing on the Lord. My job is not to assume that I know it. Why would I ask God for wisdom if I knew everything? Why would I ask the Lord for that wisdom if I knew it everything? I don't know everything. I don't even come close to knowing everything. But I have a Father who loves me who does know everything. And that's who I want to tap into his wisdom. And when I tap into to his wisdom, he'll give me the words of life and it'll lead me to life and a manifestation of life and it'll move me away from the death of a lack of wisdom. And so one of the things that I see uh, that people have done many times, and I've done this so much, it is we assume that we already know the answer or we assume that what worked yesterday is what will work today. Uh, to give you an example of this, you remember when Moses uh, came around to the rock and he, uh, the first time he was there at the rock, uh, he struck the rock. They needed water. They've got all these people out in the desert. They needed water to live by. And so Moses struck the rock. And so out of the rock comes water. Well, the next time he comes back to the same place, guess what happens? He assumes he knows the wisdom and God tells him to speak to it. He, he leans on his own understanding. It's the place of evil for him. He strikes the rock again. And that's what keeps him out of his promised land. That's what keeps him out of the manifestation of God's goodness. That's what keeps him away. He assumed that he knew what it was. It worked for him last time. Hey, this is what we did in church last Sunday. Who cares what we did in church last Sunday? Many times uh, you'll find, I found that uh, churches, they look the same almost every Sunday. The Lord years ago said to me that if, you're, if your service always looks the same, he said that's probably more a manifestation of your personality, Brian, uh, than it is mine. Because I have many facets and I have many different ways to get my good 
good things to people. If the service always looks the same, that's probably more you than it is me. And I was like, oh, wow, you know. And so one of the things that I'm really happy about is to see when God manifests himself many different ways. Hey, Ted, what's going on? Good. <laughs> did y'all have a good uh, broadcast? I hope you did. And uh, anyway, when we're going after God, we a lot of times make assumptions that what worked for us last time is what will work for us this time. Or we assume that what we've learned from the world is the decision. And so what we do is we don't even go to God and ask. We just start assuming that everything that we know already is the way we should do it. And we don't, we don't focus on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Oh, man. Yeah, Carolyn, she should have heard this broadcast, I'm sure. If she wouldn't, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'll be praying for you, brother. <laughs> he said, horrible, Carolyn took over the, overtook the broadcast. <laughs> I bet she added to it. You know, she probably lifted you up. <laughs> anyway, she'll have to, let's see. Barrett said, you need to get her under control. <laughs> That's That'll be good. Good job. Yep. Uh, blow the victory shofar, and uh, that'll that'll break all the bondages for you, and that'll that'll do it. Yeah, it'll break that Jezebel spirit. <laughs> I love you, man. That's awesome. Um, I'm looking forward. There's actually some uh, broadcasts that you did last week. I want to catch up on and uh, see some of those with your dad too. That'll be really good. We love you, and uh, so getting back getting back to it, we a lot of times we will assume. We'll assume that we know what to do. Hey, Corey and Brandy, good to see you. Um, one of the things that we do is we constantly run in patterns and things uh, that we think will, uh, things that we think are supposed to be what's right, will actually keep going that way and not ever check with God. Uh, matter of fact, uh, not too long ago, I was talking to a minister, and they and I was listening to them, and he was repeating the same paths that he had gotten into before that had led him off, and so he's constantly moving in this place of assumption, and then all of a sudden he thinks that this is going to work again. This is not the way it works. You've got to stop making assumptions that what the world has taught you and all the education of the world system is going to lead you to the place of victory. Listen, it's the word of the Lord. It's the wisdom of God that will lead you to the place of victory. It's the wisdom of God that will lead you to that place where life is full and it overflows. And so don't just make assumptions. We can't make assumptions on the past. Even what you know, even... Um, for example, doctrine. Uh, do you assume that all of your doctrine is correct? Uh, if you do, that's probably a problem. It's not that you don't move by faith in what you know. But here's the thing. I've had doctrines that I formed uh, when I was in my 20s. Uh, beliefs in the word, and I come up to it, and, uh, you know, 10, 15 years later, 20 years later, I go back to those doctrines, and I don't assume that I heard correctly the first time. I was a lot less mature then. Hopefully, I've grown and become more mature in 10 or 20 years, and I've learned, oh, wait, wait a minute. God, I can put some trust in God that he's the same today as he was yesterday, 
And if he's the same, uh, if he's the same today, uh, yesterday, today, and forever, then what is a doctrine and a belief of God today will be that tomorrow. I don't have to fret whether or not God uh, is going to change his doctrine on me or if he's changed. He's going to be the same. The, the variable is me. Maybe I didn't know what I needed to know back then. So I'll take doctrines, uh, you know, most every doctrine I believe in besides like God is love and Jesus is the door to the Father and without him I don't have eternal life. Uh, without he's the way, the truth, and the life. There's a few doctrines that are absolute and they're pretty clear. But then other things like just how to be led, how to move in uh, victory and abundance. Does God want me to be in abundance? I'll put those on the table all the time. Praying in the Spirit, being filled with the Holy Ghost, baptism of fire. I'll lay those on the altar and say, Lord, hey, show me what you want with this because if it was God today, if what I'm believing today is right, it'll be right tomorrow. And so I can literally lay that down and not assume that I have heard everything right up until this point. I could have come at it uh, with a bias. I could have been out of line when I looked at it. I could be looking at something out of context. I could grow more in the Word. So a lot of people will assume that their doctrine and thinking that they got in their 20s and 30s is correct or that they got from their parents or that they learned uh, at high school and college, and that doesn't make it correct. We've got to go back to this word and be willing to humble ourselves and not make those assumptions just because we've learned it. Just because we learned it doesn't mean that it's actually what it needs to be. We need to take the time to make sure uh, that we humble ourselves to the Lord and we don't assume. Many times I see people... Um, uh, for example, in church, uh, in churches, many times I've seen churches, they grew up in church. Church was done a certain way. They had Sunday school at certain times. They did certain things. And all of a sudden, they just keep repeating the same patterns that really aren't working. If they go back to their church that they grew up in, many of them are falling off the cliff now. They're dying away because there's no new growth to it. And now you have young ministers who are coming up in that trying to repeat the same things that they did. They say that they're doing it new, but what they end up doing is being stuck in the uh, traditions of men, and there's death in that, and all of a sudden they start moving in those things and not reassessing from the word, what is church? What is the purpose of church? What are we doing here? Why are we here? What should it look like? And they assume those things, and then they simply repeat the same errors of the past. Now, they'll repeat some good things in there too, but our job is not to stay at the same level. Our job is to take everything the Lord's given us and increase, and the only way to increase and move into those higher levels is to humble ourselves, and that's where he gives us the grace to go up. So when we are seeking the wisdom of God, don't assume that what worked last week is what you're supposed to do today. Assume that God knows the answer. He sees the big picture. And if it's outside of the absolutes of, of doctrine, I can lay anything on the table and God will make it. He'll show it to me exactly right and he'll give me the wisdom that I need. Um, you know, sometimes even in church, like, um, you know, with Boomerang, we've had certain ways that the Lord 
uh, we've had certain things that the Lord told us to do in the first few years. And now that we just turned 10, we don't do them that way anymore. That's not the same. Why? Because he's shown us a different way. Uh, maybe he's uh, increased our level of doctrine and we know what church is, what it looks like, what it functions like. Maybe he's given us new vision. How can you move to the new places and the higher places of God if I continually assume that it's going to be a certain way? Assumption of God's wisdom, uh, instead of humbling ourselves to ask and believe and receive that fresh, is a major key that will lead you to some deadly direction. Uh, that's a It's a major uh, key that we need to make sure that we don't assume so that we can move to the places of life. Uh, now, the last one, part three, uh, third way to avoid that deadly direction is found in Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah 24 and verse 7. Jeremiah 24, 7 says, I will give them a heart to know me, for I am the Lord, and they will be my people, and I will be their God. For they will return to me with their whole heart. So God makes this promise to his people. I will give them a heart to know me, for I am the Lord, and they will be my people, and I will be their God. For they will return to me with their whole heart. So how are they going to return? How are they going to get around God? How are they going to be close to him with their whole heart? So in other words, if they are not wholehearted towards God, they're going to miss pieces of God. So what we're talking about here, the third way to avoid deadly direction, the third way is avoid bias. In other words, many times we have biases in our lives. Uh, our thoughts are slanted. Uh, let's read this verse too. It shows you again about four chapters later or five chapters later. It says this, Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Well, we already know from Matthew 4, 4, the plans are for us to have life in John 10, 10, and have life to the full till it overflows, to get away uh, from the death and move into the places of life. And then he defines it here. I know the plans I have for you, plans for welfare or for good things, and not for calamity. Did you know that God never has it in his plans for you to take you to the places of calamity? He never has calamity in his plans for you. You can, you can rest on that promise. He says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for calamity. To give you a future and a hope then hear this, how are we going to move into those places? Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will be found by you. So the Lord says this, I will be found by you. But I'll be found by you, and you'll find the plans for your life. In other words, you will find the wisdom for your life when you search after me with all your heart. When you seek after me with all of your heart. Not a portion of it, not a piece of it, all of it. So the third way to avoid deadly direction is you got to avoid bias. 
you must seek after God with all your heart. So, you know, I I have an example of that in my life where one time I was buying a car and they had a red car and a blue car and my taste at that time were very conservative and I said, "You know what? I don't uh I, I don't want the red car. It's too flashy uh for me. I want the blue car." And so I was I was going to go get the blue car. Uh it took me about a week to get paperwork all together and everything and get back to the dealership. And when I got back there, uh they had sold the blue car and I was mad. Oh man. Bye, 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 bye. And I I just I wanted the blue car. Uh they were both the exact same except for the paint color as far as I knew. However, I ended up going ahead and getting the red car. Well, I had that red car uh for uh several years. That car was a great car. It was an awesome car. Uh, I mean, it was so good. That car was such a great car. And uh, I found myself, after two or three years, uh, thinking, Lord, thank you for this car. And you know what? I, I think I would have been more disappointed with the blue. I really like this red. I like it. It, it blesses me when I see it. Yeah, I like getting in this red car. And you know what? This thing hadn't hardly needed any work on it. It's just run and run so good. Uh, thank you, Father, for this car. And the Lord says, yeah, it's a good thing. Basically, he corrects me. He said, it's a good thing you didn't get your choice because you were biased and won't the blue car, I wanted you to have this one because, and the, what I believe he told me was this car was actually uh, in better shape and it was actually put together better. It had better parts in it than the blue one. The blue one was going to wear out and have things that break, but this one didn't. And I knew the desires of your heart. I knew that you would actually like that red after a while, even though you didn't think so. Well, God knows all of that stuff. He knows how to get the best and the fullness of life life. Even enough to know that just a color would be a blessing to me. He wanted to get that to me, but I learned in that moment that we can't take bias. We can get to the good plans of God if we will avoid bias in our lives and if we will move to the place where we will let bias go, where we will get to the place where I'm not trying to bring my choice. In other words, what I'm saying is when we go to into prayer to ask God for wisdom, we can't can't go into that prayer really wanting him to choose this direction or really wanting him to choose this direction. We've got to get to the place where we know how much he loves us. We we trust him. We trust his goodness. We trust his heart towards us where we say, Lord, I don't care which way, what you tell me to do. I know that whatever you tell me to do is going to be the best thing for me. Your love demands that you tell me the best wisdom for my life. And if you will give me the best wisdom for my life, I will receive it, I'll walk it out, and I will see your good plans and not calamity. I will see the wisdom of God manifest. I will see life to the full till it overflows. But I've got to work on me to not bring bias into that situation. So I've gotten to the place where I really don't care what God tells me. It doesn't matter because I know and I trust him and I trust his love enough for me. I know that if he tells me something, it's always gonna take me to the places of life to the full till it overflows. And so I cannot, I don't have to be biased. Well, you know, you're gonna go over here, uh, we want you to come and do this, but we want you to come do it in a way that I don't wanna, I don't wanna do it. It doesn't matter. 
If God told me to go, he knows where I need to be, when I need to be there, and I'm going to find out that he actually had some good plans that I couldn't see. But if I'm biased about it, I won't think that that's the wisdom of God. And I will miss his wisdom. Many times when there's when people, I'm counseling people, and I tell them, I'll say, They'll say, I'm praying, but I'm just not hearing from God. And I sit there and I start counseling them. Here's what I find out. Uh, they really want God to answer only one way. And what they've done is they've actually seared their own conscience to the voice of God because they really don't want to hear what God wants to say. They just want God to agree with what they think. Well, look, that's a bias that we will not find God because we're not searching after him with all of our heart. Many times we've gotten to understand that in order to hear from God and for that pathway, that communication to be open and clear, we've got to move out of the places of bias and get to the places where we really want to hear what he says, whether our flesh likes it or not. And now we're talking about the real issue. It's our flesh. Many times we don't walk in the wisdom of God or hear from the Lord because our flesh wants it one way and we don't recognize the voice of the flesh or and because we don't recognize it, we don't put it in its place. And because we don't put it in its place, we have a heart that's torn, we have a mind that's double-minded, and we miss the wisdom of God. And all of a sudden, missing the wisdom of God puts us on a deadly direction towards death, towards lack, towards the things that God doesn't want for us. But if we will ask God for wisdom, we'll believe that he's given us that wisdom. We'll receive that wisdom, right? If if we will stop walking in assumptions, what worked for me yesterday, if, if we will stop walking in assumptions of what we think is supposed to happen and we will get unbiased, we will seek after God and he will be found by us and what we find will be the words of life and this life will bring us our daily bread and more abundance every single day. He'll put us in that welfare. He'll put us in his good plans. He'll put us in places where calamity doesn't happen, can't happen, won't happen. We're protected. The enemy's weapons will come to nothing. No evil will befall us. We are kept from the evil one. The blessings will start to mount up on each other and all of a sudden we'll be walking out the things of God. That's where God wants you to be. But we've got to do it the way that he told us to. We've got to move into those good places by asking him, believing in his wisdom, avoiding assumptions, and being unbiased. We've got to do that. So if you have any questions, go ahead and pop them up on the screen. I want to make sure everybody's clear uh, on, on all of that if you've got a defining question on that. If not, uh, if I don't get to it on the broadcast, I will seek to uh, do it afterwards. But definitely, anybody got any questions, go ahead and type them out. Go ahead and share this broadcast. There's somebody today that you know that's heading straight towards death and destruction and lack that needs to hear how to come out of that. They need to hear this is the real steps that you can that you can walk in and avoid the deadly path. Avoid the delays, the delays of blessing. Avoid those places and step into the fullness of what God has for you. Step into the life. You know somebody that needs that. Uh, and the truth is we all need that. We all need to walk in those places. But you probably know somebody that it'll really help. So share it. 
And uh, to tell you again, we do, we're having, I want to tell you about the content that's coming up. Uh, we're going to start doing a uh, podcast twice a week. And uh, so that'll be coming out soon. And the first two podcasts are, are going to be how to be led uh, by God. Uh, it's going to be talking about how to avoid uh, missing the leading of God, how to walk in that, uh, the things God's given me like 13 different points uh, to give to people on how to be led. There's specific things that you can do to tune yourself into uh, the Spirit of God and not miss it when he's giving you that, that leading. And then... Uh, the other thing is, all of this content is going to be wrapped in a site uh, called What's Right. Dot com. Uh, what's right? W-H-A-T-S-W-R-I-G-H-T, like our last name, what's right.com. Uh, the website's there. It's not live yet, but it will be before long, and all of that content's going to be there. So we'll have podcasts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, most of them, we're looking to have those come out early in the morning so people can listen to them on the way to work. And uh, then what we're going to do is uh, make sure that... Uh, uh, once those podcasts are also there, we'll have the live broadcast uh, on Wednesdays at noon uh, on Facebook, and we'll see where else we want to stream those to. But we love you. If there's no questions, did I see any questions? I don't see any there. If you do have any questions, just drop them in the comment box, even if you're watching the archive of this, and I'll seek to get that answered for you. And uh, we love you. Let me just pray for you. Father, I just pray right now. Lord, let your good plans, let, let good plans and life to the full till it overflows start to just manifest in whole in people's lives. Lord, let no calamity, death, or lack, or destruction fall in the lives of the people that are hearing this. Lord, let them see so clearly. Right now, in Jesus' name, let every veil of deception be disintegrated. Let them see clearly. Let their eyes of understanding see clearly and seek after you with all of their heart and find you, Father. Let them ask for wisdom. Let them believe for that wisdom and let wisdom not fall to the floor, but let it be utilized to move everyone here in this prayer. Let it wisdom be utilized to move them into abundance every single day of their life and let your kingdom be advanced and let them give you the glory. And Lord, let us be strengthened to recognize assumptions that we've been making so that we cannot make those assumptions on your wisdom anymore so that we can move out of biasness. And Father, let us move and flow in your wisdom. Wisdom. Let it be so clear, Lord. Let their spirit, which is the candle of the Lord, let the, their spirit, which is the candle of the Lord, be so bright. Let there be no guards put over it. Let there, let there be nothing covering the illumination and the revelation of your wisdom that you are depositing in their spirit. And let them walk out everything that you've called them to walk out. Father, we thank you for it and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessing of God be. Hallelujah. Let's see, Miss Willow. Awesome teaching. I found it difficult to persuade people once their conscience has been seared. I'll be sharing this teaching. Love you and thank you. Amen. We love you too. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> once their you know, conscience can be seared a couple of different ways. When you look at that in context, 
uh, the conscience seared. Uh, one of the ways that you can put it, uh, this is the example I use, it's like an old-timey radio uh, where when you would turn the knob on the radio, when you tune into the channel, it would get clear, uh, but when you tune away from it, it would get fuzzy. So when people say yes to God, or when people come to him without bias, they're tuning in. Uh, and it gets more and more clear. But when they say no to God, or they bring their bias or their assumptions in, or they don't ask God for wisdom, they're tuning away from God, and their conscience, the, it's kind of like putting your hand on, on the stove, uh, their hand, all of the feelings are seared. And so their, their um, sensitivity to the breathings of God, to the touch of God, their sensitivity to the breathings of the Holy Spirit are, are seared and it's not as clear as it used to be. And so a key to not having your conscience seared is to say yes to God quickly and often, uh, all the time. And the more you say yes to him and do it his way, do things his way, uh, the more you'll open up your conscience to hear just the slightest motion of the heart of God and you'll be right in place right on time doing the right thing. So uh, that's a big point in being led. I'm going to talk about that in the podcast. So uh, glory to God. That Even though that wasn't a question, Miss Willa, it's good to point people. All they have to do uh, in order to change their conscience being seared is they just need to turn back to the Lord. When they seek after me with all their heart, they, I will be found by them. And uh, hey, Pastor Brian, good to see you. We're just wrapping up, uh, but feel free as soon as it posts, you can go back and watch it. But man, it was so good seeing you the other day with Pastor Tracy Harris down there. I love you so much. I got to stand uh, in his church. He's got a great church there on the Outer Bank. So uh, Willa, in order when somebody wants to turn and unsear their conscience, uh, they have to start saying yes to God, seek after him with all their heart. And the best way to do that, of course, is to immediately, as soon as they recognize that their conscience is seared uh, or that something's not working right, is they just need to say yes to God quickly. And that means the first thing is repent. Uh, in other words, God is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. And uh, so as soon as they repent, they can get that conscience that's been seared. Uh, they can get that uh, basically removed and, and they can be right there with the Holy Ghost, uh, hearing from him and being sensitive to the Holy Ghost just like that. So repent and then say yes quickly and often, and that'll keep that conscience open and uh, it'll be awesome. So amen. That was I'm, although that wasn't a question, that was a great point. And I'm going to talk about that in the podcast when it comes out too. So glory to God. Is there anything else? Anybody have anything else? And if not, we'll say goodbye. And I love you guys. What time is it? Man, I finished before an hour. This is, see, this is our Wednesdays. While you're eating lunch, I'm giving you spiritual food. Amen. I hope you enjoyed it. I love you guys so much. And uh, blessing of God be on you. And uh, have a great, great day. Uh, we look to take this uh, whole uh, broadcast up another level uh, each time we do it to add more and more that God is bringing us increase and he's bringing you increase too. Love you. Have a good day. Mwah.